Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, seven keto mistakes to avoid. Let's do this. There was a study on PubMed, a human study on the pharmacokinetics of sucralose, which means how it moves through your system. And they only accounted for 96.7% of the Splenda. The other 3.3% was untraceable. Now the questions to ask, is it turning into an unusual metabolite or is it bioaccumulating in the body somewhere else? Those questions make me feel uncomfortable. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp podcast, best-selling author and founder of Keto Camp. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. I am so excited to share these keto mistakes because these are pitfalls I've seen so many people do, and if you could avoid them or understand that you're doing them, then you could change your direction for extraordinary results. You know, keto could be such a powerful tool when you do it the right way for inflammation, for weight loss, for brain function, for autoimmune, and much more. I have been following keto and teaching keto since 2013, and I have seen a lot of these mistakes being made, especially fast forward to 2021 when keto is so popular, they're being made more than ever. So on this episode, you're gonna learn about the best sweeteners on keto versus the worst, the role toxins play with weight loss resistance, how to overcome a keto plateau or keto weight loss stall, why sleep, lack of sleep, and too much stress can kick you out of ketosis, why you don't want to be in ketosis for too long, and then the final tip here is how to practice keto flexing. I'm going to outline some principles from my new book coming out called Keto Flex. Before I get into the episode, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review titled Keto Camp from Dyar, and here's what Dyar said. The recent podcast with Dr. Mindy Peltz has been one of my favorites. You have given such great information yourself and with your guests. The learning is endless. Oh, Dyar, that is so awesome. I love Dr. Mindy Peltz. She's been on the podcast twice now, and you're referring to the recent one we did a few weeks ago about her fasting circle and the seven styles of fasting That was a fantastic episode, and uh, I'm so grateful because the last couple of weeks, I was blessed to actually share the stage with Dr. Mindy Peltz and Dr. Pompa. We're in the same team, and uh, she's just incredible. So go check out her Resetter podcast if you haven't done so already. And before I dive into these mistakes, I just want to let you know I have been going live on Clubhouse every Monday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time with Cynthia Thurlow. We host a room on there. We have a Keto Camp Club 
on Clubhouse. My Clubhouse name is at the Benazadi. Go shoot me a follow. Go check out Keto Camp on Clubhouse as well. And join us. Join the conversation every Monday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You could also follow me on Instagram at the Benazadi. All right, let's dive into these seven mistakes people make on keto. The first mistake I see people make is not replenishing their electrolytes. You might be doing this uh, somewhat, meaning some people understand the electrolytes on keto situation, but it's important to be very intentional and consistent with replenishing your electrolytes. There's something that happens when you transition to burning fat instead of sugar, and I outlined this in my new book, Keto Flex, but it's a process called electrolyte dumping. When you're eating higher carbohydrates, a standard American diet, what Dr. Barry calls a stupid American diet, the average American is consuming about 300 grams of carbohydrates per day. When you consume carbs, you spike insulin and you retain and store water and body fat and you feel bloated, you look bloated, you don't feel good. So now that you've transitioned into the great land of ketosis, you're actually lowering your carbohydrate intake, lowering your insulin spikes and you're gonna look lighter, you're gonna feel lighter, which is terrific. But the problem is the kidneys also release electrolytes. It's called electrolyte dumping. And if you don't replenish those electrolytes consistently, you could get things like the keto flu or a headache and you just don't feel good on keto and you're wondering why. So there is a simple solution. I recommend you drink this Keto Camp cocktail every single day. Uh, The best time to have it would be in the morning or 30 minutes before a keto meal. And if you're taking notes here, I want you to write this down. It is 16 ounces of water. You're gonna put in that water two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, one to two teaspoons of cream of tartar, and a pinch or two of sea salt. The apple cider vinegar is gonna help with your glucose. The cream of tartar is going to help with electrolytes. It has potassium. And the high quality sea salt will also help with minerals and electrolytes. So you could just mix this together and drink this Keto Camp cocktail and it'll help you feel so much better on keto. Also, consume more avocados. Yes, the awesome avocado. Here's why I love it for electrolytes, but more than just that. Avocados contain two times more potassium than bananas. A lot of people don't realize that. They think about foods that have potassium, they think bananas, 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 but avocados beat them, beat bananas, and it has a lot less sugar than bananas. Secondly, avocados contain high amounts of vitamin B5, which we know could help calm the adrenal glands. It could help with stress, and it's loaded with phytosterols, which help fight inflammation. So that's your first solution right there. Consume the Keto Camp cocktail and have about one or half a Haas avocado to one full Haas avocado every single day. You could have your avocados with eggs or with your meals as a condiment, or you could throw it into your keto smoothies. The second mistake I see people make on keto is they're not assimilating fats, meaning it leads to digestive issues. You probably have experienced digestive issues on keto. Maybe you're experiencing right now, and uh, I'm going to explain why and then the solution. What happens is this, the liver, which is the soccer mom organ of all organs, we love that liver, she does everything for us, but we beat her up through medications and alcohol and carbohydrates and toxins. So now we have a sluggish liver producing sluggish bile. Bile is beautiful. Bile helps you break down the fat you're eating on keto. So all those wonderful vitamins A, D, E, and K, 
you want to be able to assimilate and absorb that, get it into your cells, and help you feel like a keto rock star. But when you have sluggish bile, you're not able to do that. And a second problem here is bile also helps detoxify the body. And we're going to talk a little bit more about toxins shortly. But if you have sluggish bile, you can't break down fat and you lack the detoxification properties needed to remove toxins. So the answer are bitters. Bitter for the liver. So here's a list of my favorite keto bitter foods. The more consistent you could be at consuming these, the better you're going to feel. And you could have all of these that I'm going to list right now or just pick a couple of them. The goal is just to be consistent. So my favorite bitters on keto include ginger root or ginger tea, dandelion greens, dandelion tea. Artichokes are terrific because it helps you build bile and it has fiber and it actually can help you produce ketones because of the butyrate that could be produced. Organic shade-grown coffee is terrific. I love Purity Coffee, ketocampcoffee.com. Uh, Keto Camp at checkout for 10% off their coffee. Lemons and limes, you could sprinkle that over your meats or put it in your water. Radishes and radicchio, terrific. Cranberries, just don't overdo it. And uh, basil, rosemary, and thyme. These are herbs that you can just smell or add as seasonings, but they help to stimulate stomach enzymes. Cilantro and parsley are terrific to add to your foods. And lastly, apple cider vinegar. Not only does apple cider vinegar thin bile, but it's great to have before a meal because it helps with the glycemic response from that meal, preventing you from uh, spiking your glucose too high and kicking you out of ketosis. The third mistake I see people make with keto is eating the wrong fats. That's correct. Not all fats are created equal. Some fats could heal the body. Some fats could kill the body. And yeah, fats could get you in ketosis, good or bad, but are you actually getting the results you want? Are you healing the body? So let's talk a little bit about these fats. You might have heard me say this before, but I interviewed Brian Peskin, MIT researcher, and Dr. Kate Shanahan on the Keto Camp podcast, and we talked about cigarettes versus bad fats. And let me ask you this question. What do you think the chances are of developing lung cancer for somebody who smokes two packs of cigarettes every single day for 28 years. What do you think the chances are of that person developing lung cancer within those 28 years? Well, according to the research, it's about 16%, one six. Now compare that to somebody who eats these rancid fats on keto every single day for 28 years. What do you think their chances are of developing cancer or heart disease within those 28 years? According to the research, it's about 86%. I asked Dr. Kate Shanahan if that lined up with her research, and she said, actually, it's closer to 100%. Yikes. That's because these bad fats, they're oxidized, they're rancid. The cells in the body cannot use them as an energy source. They gunk up the cell membranes and the receptor sites, these integral membrane proteins that are so important because they communicate with your hormones, with your nutrients, with your oxygen. And if they are inflamed, there's going to be dis ease, dysfunction, and a symptom. But the symptom is not the issue. The symptom could be far removed from the cause. So some research has shown these bad fats, and I'm going to give you a whole list shortly, these bad fats cause inflammation around the cells and the cell membrane for up to 12 months. So here's a list of the fats I want you to avoid. Do an audit on your keto foods, your bars, your protein shakes, the foods you're giving your children, and remove these, and then I'm going to give you a list of the healthier options. So avoid the following oils, canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, safflower oil, 
peanut oil, sunflower oil, grapeseed oil, fish oil, and rice bran oil. There are unstable fats that will rob antioxidants from your body to deal with these bad fats. Instead, replace them with more stable fats that are healthier, that support the cell membrane and support fat loss, which are going to be olive oil, avocado oil, grass-fed butter, grass-fed ghee, duck fat, lard, and coconut oil. Just that switch alone will make all the difference for you if you're doing keto or if you're not doing keto. It doesn't matter. These fats are so important to get the right source of quality fats. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, and yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure, high-quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board-certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO. And here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto-friendly, they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. The third thing that I use from them is the topical cream. There's very few, if any, CBD products on the market that can compare to this. I use the topical cream when I have some soreness, maybe in my lower back. I put this cream, and the next morning, the pain is gone. We have worked out a deal for Keto Campers to get 15% off your order by heading over to drphillipscbd.com slash ketocamp. Dr. Phillips CBD is spelled D-R-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-C-B-D.com slash ketocamp. Remember, that's camp with a K. Let's get back to this episode. The fourth mistake I see people make on keto, they do not have a detox protocol in place. Here's why this is important. The body wants to survive. All right, I hope you write this down right now if you're not driving. The number one priority for the innate intelligence for the human body is survival. So we live in the most toxic world than ever before. When you think about toxicity, we could talk about your cleaning supplies, your beauty supplies, your shampoo, your conditioner, your detergents, but also silver amalgam fillings, lead-based paint, pesticides, herbicides. We are bombarded with toxins. And going back to what I just said, the body wants to survive. So when toxins enter the body via eating food, breathing chemicals, touching your skin, the body does not want those toxins to enter your vital organs because it will kill you. So what it does, it activates a pathway called PPARY, which signals those toxins to go and hide out into your fat cells. Toxins love fat. Toxins are stored in your fat cells. So now that you're doing keto, you're doing some fasting, you're starting, starting to shrink some fat cells and burn fat, terrific. Well, the body could burn fat, but it cannot burn toxins. So all of a sudden, you get this toxin release into the bloodstream, and the body auto-intoxicates itself, and it will eventually slow down fat burning just to save its own life. That's why having a detox protocol is so important. Now, the goal always for detox is to go upstream. I run a True Cellular Detox program a few times per year where I teach this, and I'm not going to get into that right now because I don't have a program opening up until June, but 
I am going to give you some downstream detox tips that you can start doing immediately to get a detoxification effect. So here are my favorite downstream detox tips for you to do starting today. Coffee enemas are terrific. You could just go on Dr. Google and look on how to do that. But coffee enemas help the liver uh, produce bile and dump bile. Just make sure you remineralize right after doing a coffee enema. Also a PC push. PC stands for uh, phosphatidylcholine. That also helps your liver dump bile. Castor oil packs are great. I've been doing this just about every single night. Liver cleanses and support, right? Taking some targeted liver support. If you want to learn more about my favorite supplements for the liver, head to ketocampsupplements.com. We also have extended block fasting. So three or more days is a great way to detox the body via autophagy. And then anything you can do to activate the lymphatic system. The lymph is all over the body. So jumping up and down, trampoline, running, sprinting, movement, dry brushing. I did a great Keto Camp podcast interview with Kelly Kennedy a few months ago, and she explained how to dry brush the right way. So add those into the mix. Choose one, choose all, and you're going to get a positive benefit. Number five, this one's a big one. I see a lot of people sacrificing sleep on keto, in general, sacrificing sleep. So that's a big mistake, not getting enough sleep. We know that when you get quality sleep, a lot of amazing things happen. First of all, if you're looking for fat loss and weight loss, it happens during sleep. During delta sleep, which is stage four deep sleep, you're activating your fat-burning hormones, T3, IGF-1, human growth hormone, glucagon, testosterone. So your body is burning fat during sleep. Also during deep sleep, your brain is shrinking in size, and you have this cerebral spinal fluid that then flushes over the brain and starts flushing out toxins, and it helps remove some accumulated plaques and proteins. All this is happening during stage four sleep. Studies show poor sleep will slow down your fat loss efforts regardless of whatever dietary philosophy you follow. There's a great study on PubMed that showed sleep curtailment decreased the fraction of weight loss as fat by 55% and increased the loss of fat-free body mass by 60%. This was accompanied by markers of enhanced neuroendocrine adaptation to caloric restriction, increased hunger, and a shift in relative substrate utilization towards oxidation of less fat. This study is saying you burn a lot less fat and your body is more hungry. Another study on Scientific American showed just one poor night of sleep resulted in higher levels of cortisol the next day, your stress hormone. Guess what follows cortisol? Glucose. What follows glucose? Insulin. What happens after that? Ketones drop. So you're hungrier the next morning with higher levels of ghrelin, lower levels of leptin, your satiety hormone, so it depletes and wipes out your willpower reserves. So let's talk about three ways to get better sleep starting tonight. In my new book, Keto Flex, I have an entire chapter on sleep. That's how important it is. I put sleep, a chapter on sleep, in a keto book. I just couldn't resist doing that. And in that chapter, I talk about 15 sleep biohacks for you to get incredible sleep, and I'm gonna share a few of them right now. Number one, have a nighttime routine. Go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, set that circadian rhythm. Also, you wanna have your bedroom at 65 degrees Fahrenheit. That's where studies show you can get the best quality deep sleep. Make the bedroom as dark as possible. Eliminate lights. Second tip is to take a warm to hot shower about an hour before bed. When you get out of the shower and walk into that cold bedroom, your body's going to cool itself down 
which also has a calming effect. Final tip is banana tea. Yes, this is keto-friendly. I learned about this from my colleague, Dr. Michael Bruce, America's Sleep Doctor. He's been on the Keto Camp podcast before. So you want to take a whole banana, make sure it's organic, cut off the ends, leave the peel on. The peel has more micronutrients, potassium, magnesium, and others than the actual banana itself. So leave the peel on and put it into a pot with water and let it boil until the peel starts to turn brown. What's going to happen is these micronutrients will seep into the water, and then you could go ahead and pour that water into a cup, discard the banana, or put it into the freezer, drink that banana tea. It is like nature's NyQuil. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Number six mistake is consuming the wrong sweeteners on keto. Here's a list of the artificial sweeteners we want to avoid on keto. Xylitol, maltitol, sorbitol, mannitol, aspartame, sucralose, saccharin, and asulsifame potassium. These are problematic. They can cause inflammation in the body. Let's focus a little bit on sucralose that's found in Splenda. There was a study on PubMed, a human study, on the pharmacokinetics of sucralose, which means how it moves through your system. And they only accounted for 96.7% of the Splenda. The other 3.3% was untraceable. Now, the questions to ask, is it turning into an unusual metabolite or is it bioaccumulating in the body somewhere else? Those questions make me feel uncomfortable. Another study on PubMed reviewed 17 obese women and it showed that sucralose increased glucose and insulin levels following an oral glucose test. Other research has shown there was not a glycemic or insulinogenic effect. So it's going to vary on the person. And then I have uh, seven other studies here, uh, PubMed and Science Direct, that show Splenda may cause weight gain, Splenda affects gut bacteria, and cooking with Splenda is dangerous. So we want to avoid that, and we want to switch to the approved sweeters on keto, and I talk all about this in my book, Keto Flex. Monk fruit, pure stevia, 
and erythritol. Those are going to be much better for your body. And even with those, you want to have those in moderation. The final tip here and the final mistake I see people make, and this is probably the most important one, is staying in ketosis for too long. In my new book, Keto Flex, which comes out on April 12th, I have an entire chapter about keto flexing and the four mistakes people make and four reasons why you don't want to stay in ketosis for too long. In the book, I outline four pillars to achieving amazing results with keto, fasting, even carnivore, and it's a 60-day protocol, 6-0. So for 60 days, you're in ketosis, and then we start flexing. But let's talk a little bit before we talk about the flexing, four reasons why long-term ketosis is not a good idea. Number one, fat burning will slow down when you're in ketosis for too long. Think about it. I said it earlier. The number one priority for the innate intelligence is survival. And when you only have given your body fat as the only fuel source, it'll want to slow down its precious fuel source. The analogy I'm going to give you is this. Picture yourself in the cabins in the woods and it's summertime. But you know, in a few months, it's going to be winter and it's going to be three to four months of brutal cold temperatures. So in the summer at the cabin, you're storing firewood to get ready for the cold winter months. So winter rolls around, but you only stored about 20 logs of firewood. That's your only source of supply. You're going to burn that firewood, the 20 logs, as slowly as possible to preserve your precious fuel source. That's similar to what's happening when you are in ketosis for too long. The body will slow down fat loss to preserve its precious fuel source. It'll actually insert water into the cells and you might get some dimply fat and it'll make it much more difficult to lose weight. But when you have a keto flex day, and I'm going to teach you a protocol soon, when you have a keto flex day, this is what happens. It's like your buddy coming over and saying, oh, you only have 20 logs of fire. Let me unload 200 more logs for you. And all of a sudden now you have 220 logs of fire. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to be more motivated and inspired to start ramping up the burning of the firewood. Same thing with the body. It reminds the body it's not starving when you have a keto flex day and it ramps up fat burning. So if you are stuck at a keto plateau or weight loss stall, it might be time to keto flex. Second reason why we don't want to stay in ketosis for too long, thyroid problems, especially with women. When we have chronically low levels of insulin, this could happen because guess what? The thyroid has T4, which is the inactive form of thyroid. The cells in the body cannot really use T4. It needs to be converted to T3, which is the active form of T3. T3 is so important that every cell in the body has a receptor site for T3. It helps you burn fat, helps you feel good, helps you live a long, healthy life. Do you know what makes that what helps make that conversion from T4 to T3? Insulin. Okay? So when you have chronically low levels of insulin, that conversion can begin to dysfunction leading to thyroid issues and again, a weight loss resistance. The third reason why we don't want to be in ketosis too long is because of sex hormone binding globulin. I've seen wonky SHBGs. We when you have too much sex hormone binding globulin, it renders some of your testosterone useless, not good for men and women. So I've seen wonky levels when somebody is in ketosis for too long. The last reason is leptin resistance. Leptin is the hormone that's produced by your brain to tell you you're full, put down the fork, stop eating. When somebody's eating a standard American diet, eating a whole bunch of carbs, they have typically leptin resistance and they're hungry all the time. They can't stop eating. When you do keto in the beginning, you 
become more sensitive. The hormone leptin becomes more sensitive and you actually optimize leptin. But what happens is when you stick with ketosis for too long, you start to see a uh, down curve as well, right? It's kind of like the Goldilocks effect. So what happens is a keto flex day shocks those receptor sites and reminds the body it's not starving and it makes leptin more uh, sensitive, which is what we want. So my friend, the magic lies within keto flexing. I'm going to give you a seven-day protocol on how to keto flex. The book comes out on April 12th. You could pre-order the Kindle right now by heading to ketoflexbook.com. We'll drop a link in the podcast notes. The paperback will be available on April 12th. And here is a method I wrote about in the book on how to practice keto flexing. It's called the 511 rule. Uh, credit to my mentor, Dr. Pampa. So this is a seven-day protocol. If you've been doing keto for at least 60 days, you could follow this protocol called the 511 rule. Five days out of the week, you are following your intermittent fasting schedule and you're eating your keto-friendly meals. So you're in ketosis for those five days. The one is a 24-hour water fast. You could go dinner to dinner or lunch to lunch. I love a 24-hour water fast because you get more fat loss, more autophagy, and some research from MIT has shown that a 24-hour water fast can strengthen intestinal stem cells. The final one is your keto flex day, aka a feast day. No fasting on this day. You have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're going to take your carbohydrates above 100 grams of healthy carbs per day. You're going to have more protein and less fat. This is the reminder to your body that it's not starving. Remember the analogy of the firewood? This is your buddy coming over and dumping all that firewood. That's the 511 rule. If you do it the right way, you should be right back into ketosis within 48 hours after your keto flex day. In the book, in the chapter all about keto flexing in my book, Keto Flex, I have other protocols, the 421 rule, the 331 rule, the 61 rule, depending on how much weight you have to lose and some specific conditions. But also this, in the book, I have an entire chapter, chapter 12, all about how to do keto and fasting for women, specific flex days for women who have a monthly cycle, perimenopausal, postmenopausal. We can't leave that out of the conversation. It's so important to do this the right way, and there's no cookie-cutter approach to keto or to your health. So if you got any value from this podcast, I want you to please leave it a rating and review on Apple Podcast. and if you do, Take a screenshot, send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com, and we'll reply with my KetoFlex cookbook PDF as a thank you. I also want you to go and support the book by pre-ordering it today on Amazon by going to ketoflexbook.com. The Kindle is available for pre-order right now. The paperback will be available on April 12th. So head to ketoflexbook.com. Share this podcast with a friend, post it on social media, share it on Instagram and shoot me a tag at the Benazadi. I want to get this information out there into the world. I hope this was a helpful episode for you. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. 
This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.